Today's episode of the Keto Camp Podcast is all about mastering your metabolism. This is a fun conversation with two really bright doctors to discuss how you can create this metabolic magic and get amazing results with your health. Let's go. I was prepared to be proven wrong and die, but I wasn't. And it's really cool to take something that you believe, put it to the ultimate test, and then it becomes a conviction. I'm convinced and I'm convicted, and I know that God does not make junk, that the body is amazing, it is a healing. The best doctor in the world is on the inside of all of us. Healing can only happen from inside out. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Today's episode is with Dr. Rob Vasquez and Dr. Randy John. These guys are incredible. They flew in from Texas to Miami to record an in-person podcast with me at my studio. Here's a fun fact. This was the first in-person podcast we did with three people instead of two. Uh, and the conversation was so much fun. Here's what we discussed. Why is metabolic dysfunction so prevalent? Studies show 93% of American adults are metabolically unhealthy. And that leads to symptoms. And look, those symptoms are not the problem. They're the messenger of you doing something wrong with your health and your environment. And these symptoms include, but are not limited to brain fog, weight loss resistance, autoimmune disease, high blood sugars, insulin resistance, et cetera. So they discuss why they believe it's so prevalent. And then most importantly, we'll get into the strategies to restore the metabolism, to follow these metabolic laws of health. And you're going to love the principles. Uh, they're going to explain, they've worked with a lot of patients over the years, and they're going to explain what they do right when they meet a patient, how they customize their nutrition, how they focus on certain fats and gut health and different things to improve metabolic health. You're going to hear uh, Dr. Randy John's story of being diagnosed with stage four melanoma cancer. And his doctors told him that he had about two months to a year to live, that it was metastatic, it's spread. And he didn't accept that. He's a three percenter. He actually flew out to Spain, met this brilliant doctor, and he's going to share the steps he took to reverse his cancer and how his cancer manifested because of poor metabolic health. And that is one of the symptoms that will manifest when you don't take care of your metabolic health. You'll hear Dr. Rob Vasquez's story of being overweight and obese and metabolically unhealthy and what he did to overcome that as well. So if you're interested in metabolic health, this episode is for you. Hey, before I bring them on, I want to get to today's Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Mapalag titled, Love the Energy. 
I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of months. Everyone you bring to the show has amazing applicable information. I've been using much of what I have learned with great results. I listen to it when I go on bike rides and I love it. I love your energy and your interest in the interviewed. You have an amazing ability to let each person be and to understand and duplicate what is being said. Take what is most important and transmit it to your community. Keep up the outstanding job. Thanks, Ben, Maria, Angelica, Polaris. Maria, Angelica, you are amazing. Thank you so much. I am grateful that you take me with you on your bike rides and you're enjoying the conversations. We have a lot of amazing guests coming up, so stay tuned for that. You're going to love the future episodes coming up. And hey, if you have not left the Keto Camp podcast, the rating and review, please do so on whatever platform you're listening from today. Without further ado, here is Dr. Randy John and Dr. Rob Vasquez. Let's get into metabolic health. Studies show that 93% of American adults are metabolically unhealthy. The symptoms that stem from an unhealthy metabolism include, but are not limited to, brain fog, weight loss, resistance, obesity, high blood pressure, erectile dysfunction, fatigue, chronic fatigue, autoimmune conditions, high blood sugar, insulin resistance, diabetes, cancer, heart disease. I could go on and on and on. In the 1970s, metabolic dysfunction was almost a thing that was non-existent. You see images of the beaches back then. It looks very different than images of the beaches right now. So my question to you right off the bat is, why is metabolic dysfunction so prevalent these days? That's a great question, Ben. It's because we've been lied to. We've been sold a bill of goods that's just not true. And what that is, is that weight loss or metabolism is all about calories in and calories out. Exercise more, eat less, which is simply not the case. So not to mention all of the crap that's being put into our foods, the toxins, the things that just are not allowing the body to be able to heal, repair, and regenerate the way God designed them to in the first place is just not happening. Yeah, insane. I mean, you nailed it right there. What I think even like back in the early 1900s, they were eating like, what, 3,800 calories. And, you know, obesity, like you said, was probably at that point less than even 1%. And now we're eating less calories, less red meat. There's more gyms. More, dude, there's a gym on every street corner. Yep. We're surrounded at this point. And so we're, we're eating less and moving more. Yeah, we are bigger than ever before. And like the study you quoted, man, and I don't even know where those 7% of the healthy metabolic people are, right? <laughs> right here. We're sitting okay, right this here. This is it. Okay, so I'm like, where are these 7%? I can't find them. We know it's almost everybody and it's not normal. It's, it's like at this point, metabolically, we're so crippled. It's like this zero sum game where it doesn't matter what you do, it keeps you stuck because at the end of the day, we already know the quality of your metabolism is going to dictate not just what you weigh, but your overall quality of life. And I know that all more very well to be true with what I went through in my own life. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get into your story yeah. and both of your stories. I mean, you two are both really well versed in the metabolism. And let's face it, the metabolism is everything. I'm writing a new book, by the way, on the metabolism. Beautiful. It'll be out next year. And the more I study it, the more I just like geek out and fall in love with it. I'm <laughs> sure you guys could relate. Yeah, you know, the Greek definition of metabolism is, is transform. Yeah. And we take food energy and it, we change it, transform it. We take food and transform it into energy. That's metabolism. But every cell is dependent on metabolism. And to mm -hmm. your point, Rob, it, it's such a disservice as, as health practitioners to tell people, okay, hey, you're overweight. You want to lose weight? Just mm -hmm. go to the gym, eat less, move more, like cut your calories. 
I used to teach that for so many years. I don't know. You're, you're guilty of it too? Yeah. Guilty as charged. Yes. I've never seen anybody teach that method, see the truth that it's about the metabolism, and then go back to teaching calories, right? I, I, they, they sway away from it. So let's talk a little bit more about the calorie piece, Rob. Why is, are we still fixated on this calories in versus calories out? It's still popular, even though we know it doesn't work. If it worked, the stats I just shared would not be existent because most people are doing the calories in versus calories out. So why is it still so popular? I think it's because it's been popularized by so many of the famous programs out there. The ones that have you counting points, for example, so you could go to McDonald's and eat, but as long as you just don't eat as many points as you did the day before, you eat less, it's still reducing calories. So Like no Weight, Weight Watchers you're referring to, yeah. or one of them is Weight yeah. Watchers at least. Yeah, they yeah. Just, <laughs> well, they've already sold out now, so now it's no longer about uh, holding people accountable, it's about giving out drugs, right? That's a whole other topic, which is crazy. Are they doing like they what? Took oh, the deal. Stuff, Ozempic, or? yeah, oh. overtook the deal. Yeah, well, yeah. that makes sense. I'm yeah. not surprised by that. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So, so, go ahead. No, so, so I was going to say, so it's just been what it is that we've been taught. So it doesn't matter if it's Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig or mm-hmm. all of the most popular things that are out there. Every single one of them is telling you to reduce your calories. And it's interesting because when you meet people, people will say the exact same thing, but maybe in a different way. So if people, when people meet us, they'll go, oh, you guys help people to be able to lose weight. And then they'll look at their plate if we're having dinner with them. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be eating that or I shouldn't have the dessert because the dessert has more calories. Yeah, and I'm like, that's funny because, you know, we can eat the dessert if we wanted to and not have to worry about getting the weight. So that's obviously not the answer. And it's almost like their mind is just blown when you say that because everything has always taught us from the very beginning that it's calories in, calories out. And we all know people, we like, man, that person's got a rock star metabolism. They're eating whatever they want. Doesn't mean they're healthy per se, but you know people, and it's the same food. You give the same 10 people the same diet, three lose weight, three gain weight, and four see no difference, going back to that metabolic rate. So it's really, what does your body do with the food when you eat it? Does it use it for energy or does it store it as body fat? Most people are just sugar burners. They're storing fat, and this calories out or calories in, calories out thing has them completely vexed, frustrated, right? How many people we've consulted over the years, and you know, this is what all the gyms are teaching, you know, yeah. the small meals, the protein bars, the shakes, a little bit of this, snacking, keep your blood sugar stable, all the things that create more metabolic dysfunction because we already know when you snack and all those little protein bars on the fake food, you're destroying your body's ability to actually use fat for energy, Man, that's a, that's a primal instinct, man. That kept us alive for a very long time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. we're hardwired to burn fat for energy. We, yeah. we really are. Uh, those 93% of people that are metabolically unhealthy, I, I call them, they're in a keto deficiency. They, they, <laughs> they forgot how to burn fat, to yeah. your point. Yeah. There's so many flaws with the calories in versus calories out debate. And I, I think we could agree that calories have a role. That they matter, but they're not the most important thing. They're more of a distraction. Yeah. Because just when you just... Sit back for a second. You're both chiropractors, so you understand what I'm about to share. There, there is a cause, and then there's a symptom. There's an effect. Being overweight, it's, it's not a weight problem per se. It's a weight symptom. It's, it's a result of the metabolism not functioning well, hormones, inflammation. We'll get into all of that. But when you're just focusing on calories in versus calories out, you're, you're chasing the symptom, which is what allopathic medicine does and mm-hmm. medication, et cetera. But when you get to the cause, the weight loss occurs now as a side effect. It's like you're not even focused on it. It's just happening naturally. And there are so many things we could say right now to just throw the debate out the water with the calories in versus calories out. For example, we know there's certain uh, bacteria in our gut 
uh, acromantia, bacterioids, firmicutes. And when they're out of balance, you store more fat. And yeah. you could do a fecal transplant on somebody, get them healthier, more balanced bacteria. They're eating the same calories and they start to lose weight now just because you change the bacteria in their gut. But there's, there's stories like this that we could go on and on. And I always tell people the, the Warren Buffett uh, analogy, because let's say we want to learn about getting wealthy from Warren Buffett. Okay. We could say he's one of the wealthiest person. He's somebody asked the question and I'll ask Warren, hey, how did you get so rich? And Warren would tell me, Easy, Ben, just spend less than you earn. <laughs> I'm like, Warren, what the F, dude? But okay, but what's the solution, right? Yeah. Same thing when we right. tell people just eat less and move more. Yeah. Makes sense, but what's the damn solution? So yeah. what is the solution, Rob? You know what the solution is to heal your metabolism, right? It's to know why, first of all, why your metabolism is not working in the first place. Because once you know why, what it is that we do when, whenever we work with people is we design a custom blueprint give them the roadmap that's special and unique to that person's body. And that's one of the flaws also with what it is that we've been taught is that everybody's exactly the same, right? So what works for you should work for you and should work for you. That's why many people will do the same program and one person loses weight, another person stays the same, another person gains weight, they stop it. It's confusing for them. There's so many things that are out there. So you gotta get to the cause. The cause is let's heal the metabolism, find out why it's not working, Create a simple step-by-step -step roadmap for that person because we want to make sure that they're going to follow it. And I think that's why a lot of people get really stuck and frustrated as well is because it's confusing. They're eating things that maybe they normally, you know, ordinarily wouldn't eat before. They don't know what exactly what it is that they're doing, but it's not customized and specific to them either. Yeah, I like what you say, Ben. It's like you don't want to lose weight to get healthy. Mm -hmm. You want to get healthy to lose the weight. In fact, we've been saying for years, and I'll tell you where I got this, but you don't want to ask the question, how do I lose weight? You want to ask the question, how do I heal my metabolism, mm. right? Kind of this playing on the same words there. Yeah. But uh, we were doing a t some TV work in Sacramento, California. And before we went on, there was this really cool rabbi on set. His name is Stephen Bears. And he's like, dude, I got to hear what do you do? Give it to me in 10 seconds. I'm like, oh, this is what we do. It's all about metabolism. He goes, all right, here's the thing. You got to start telling people, stop asking, how do I lose weight? Start asking, how do I heal my metabolism? Because that's what makes you unique. And that's the difference. And this is why most people struggle. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah that's the question to Dr. Google, not how do I lose weight? How do I heal my metabolism? Yeah. Or even how do I lower insulin, right? Which is a big part of the equation. <laughs> yeah. Insulin is, as, yeah. You, as you both know, it's an it's energy sensing hormone, especially when you eat more carbohydrates, you'll mm -hmm. spike glucose, insulin will be called out. Insulin is not bad. Thank God we have this process of insulin. Yeah, thank but God. these 93% of people that have a metabolism that's challenged, they have excessive insulin. I, I think a fasting insulin is the single most, one of the best tests we can get to determine if you have a healthy metabolism or not. Yeah, and almost no doctor ever runs I know. that. They don't run it. Even the American Diabetes Association website to this day says, do not run a fasting insulin to determine whether or not your diabetes is getting better or worse. Uh, it's so lazy. It's so lazy, right? Wow. It, yeah, it's... It's, it it's makes, almost criminal. It really is because, man, how much better could you help manage a situation? Because we already know all these chronic diseases are basically the same freaking thing downstream of poor metabolic function 
and our current model doesn't even look at this or have any interest in finding out maybe is there something else going on besides a drug deficiency? Yeah, right. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, come on. Who's, who, who in the world is sick because they need more drugs yeah. outside of crisis? And that's probably another reason why we are sick metabolically. We could go down that road too, but man, we are pumped full of so many drugs and vaccines and antibiotics. Uh, I was doing some research recently on antibiotics. I didn't realize how dangerous they were to your metabolic profile, mm. how they hyperactivate your endocrine system, specifically your adrenal glands. So now you're just dumping all these catecholamines and regular and pumping up your cortisol. And you may feel better if you're getting adrenaline into your bloodstream from the adrenal glands. So if you're taking a drug to treat this infection, but my God, what does that look like long-term when they're so toxic to the body, your kidneys are overwhelmed. They're trying to get rid of this antibiotic within like two to three seconds because almost all acute renal failure is even linked to antibiotic use. So it's like a lot of these insults and toxins and things we can't adapt to. Man, it gets us in trouble. And I think we're seeing that now, not just with the food, but with the drug culture, the mindset of every time I have a problem, I'm going to a doctor or I'm medicating myself. Uh, it's, it's pretty dangerous. It is dangerous. Yeah. And that's the uh, sick care. Uh, they've sold us sickness. They've yeah. created sickness. You got it. You're, to your point, Randy, about the antibiotic. Antibiotic kills bacteria, right? <laughs> yeah. What are the mitochondria? Bacteria. <laughs> the purple bacteria. Yeah, I so know. it's mitochondrial poison. Yes. And look, there's always a time and place. They're not always, but there sometimes it's a time and place sure. to take an antibiotic. But most people are popping that thing and taking it, rounds yeah. of it, and decimating the gut microbiome. Yeah. Well, Rob, when you start meeting with clients and patients, you know, you you both mentioned healing metabolism is the goal. You're customizing it. It yeah. should be custom. I agree. What are some of those questions you're asking that client or patient to determine how you could customize their approach? You know, one of the things, and, and you, you touched on it right at the very beginning was when we assess, we want to find out, okay, how do you sleep, right? Do you have brain fog? Do you wake up in the morning feeling energized and at your best, even though you may have gotten eight hours of sleep? What is your sexual function like as well? <laughs> you know, if you don't have a good, healthy libido, that's a sign right there that your metabolism is not working. And so there's so many different things, like even just inflammation, chronic pain, those are all signs that somebody's got a bad metabolism. So what we'll do is we'll sit down with them, we'll establish what's called a metabolism score with that person. And depending on what that score shows us, we can say, okay, this is definitely a metabolism problem, or this person over here, maybe we need to tweak a couple things here. It's not may not be a metabolism problem, that's working great. Let's take a look at these things over here. So that's the first thing that we need to do is really assess and see where that person is at, see what their baseline is. That way we can be able to move them up. Are the majority of the people you work with, those that are on that 93% camp that are metabolically unhealthy, obese, insulin resistant, or is it a combination of, yeah, those people, but also those who are healthy who wanna to go to another level of health? Well, when they start with us, typically it's going to be 99% of the people yeah. that we're working with are metabolically unhealthy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the great thing, and we didn't realize this until this, this last year, is that once we're working with them, their metabolism is healed. We decided to have a, a retreat in Ischia, Italy for our clients. Cool. So fun. our clients, they just really wanted to learn more, dive deeper. And so we get there and we look around and every single person and all of these people that had worked with us, 
looked so healthy, right? <laughs> if you look at the photos, they're all thin, they're all vibrant, they're all doing really, really well. And it was, so, it was like, what, 1,500 pounds, I think, that was lost oh, in that group. so cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool, yeah. And, and yeah. so for them, so what we had to do for them is create another program, which we called our Happy Healthy for Life, which was more anti-aging. Let's get down and dirty at a cellular level for you to be able to take you guys to a another level. And so we started using a lot of the techniques that we use on ourselves that we've been, you know, going through for us throughout the years. And that's what we we were able to share with them. So that was really fun to look at that, um, just to see where they've been, where they've come, and now ultimately where it is that they're going. So it really makes it gratifying doing what it is that we do. Yeah, to see that progression. Uh, (laughs) And that's usually how it evolves. You know, you transform your health and then you, what's the next level, right? It's usually, okay, anti-aging, biohacking, et cetera. (laughs) Yep. You mentioned Italy and it made me think about when we look at Italy or just Europe in general, they don't have this obesity issue, diabetes issue we have here. And then we look at like, is it because they have so many gyms there? No, there's not a lot of gyms in in Europe. We have hundred times more gyms here. The link between what we see in Italy with their lack of obesity and diabetes versus what we see here is that they've banned glyphosate, Mm, red dye, and all these toxins. Yep. And they don't have this issue primarily because they've banned these toxins. Yeah. And we allow them here. We do. It, even the uh, even that we were talking about earlier, Ben, the, the drug Ozempic, right. that GLP-1, you know, Novo Nordisk, that's a Denmark pharmaceutical company. You can't even prescribe these drugs in Europe because they're not even legal. They're targeting this entire campaign on America. You can't prescribe those in Europe? They're illegal. I didn't know that. You cannot advertise them on television. (laughs) I know that. that. Only two countries in the world allow that, (laughs) U.S. and New Zealand. That's it. This this whole Ozempic craze is targeted at America. They're going to make, I don't know, $100 billion on Americans, and they're talking about subsidizing this. So now our tax dollars are going to be paying for kids, for kids to be start putting on these medications at about $20,000 a year. Uh, it's criminal, and you're man. losing all your body mass, which are your body muscle. That's what they don't tell you yeah. is you're not losing just uh, fat. Body fat yeah. yeah, you're losing muscle, cartilage, you're, leading to other you, problems you down the line. It. Yeah, paralyzing your small intestine, and you know, leading now potentially to some thyroid cancers. There's some real stuff going on here. But at the end of the day, it all goes back to how do we change this? And that's because we have to start teaching people how to heal your metabolism and making that a priority and focusing on that. I think about what you were talking about earlier, you know, well, so next year will be 10 years since we officially launched Happy Healthy Thin, which is kind of cool because, man, this looks a lot different than it did 10 years ago. Yeah, it should. Uh, it, it does, yes, it, it better look different, right? Uh, we should all be different yeah. uh, than we are 10 years ago. But it's really cool thinking back on that because we've gathered so many data points and we've had so many people we've had the privilege to work with. It allowed us to get a lot of data on clients to now put together what Dr. Rob is talking about, really a metabolic disruptor assessment because really people fall into you know, just a few main categories where they're storing body fat, where they're hormonally out of balance. And now looking at that, it's really easy to even look at somebody, have them take that assessment and go, I can customize an exact plan for you to help you get quick results, uh, which is exciting too, because man, you hate to sacrifice and not see the result that's got a pretty quick expiration date. Yeah. So quick results, do it holistically, work with your body, and let's all focus on getting your metabolism strong. That's the name of the game, and that really changes lives very quickly. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, it is. You know, change your metabolism, and everything else takes care of itself. 
you mentioned the word sugar burner earlier, and that is, you know, the metabolism, as you both know, essentially we're burning sugar, glucose, or fat ketones. And both are, are not bad. Both are not good. We want to go back and forth, right? Yeah. This metabolic flexibility For sure. idea. But we're born to burn fat. Babies that are born into this world are, that are breastfed are actually in ketosis. It helps that neurological development of the baby's brain. And the baby's weaned off and they're given a, a processed standard American diet. They're eating high carbs, seed oils, eating every two to three mm. hours. And now this natural fat burning young kid is now a bona fide sugar burner. So what are some of the steps you take your clients and patients to go uh, from burning sugar to burning fat? And how long is that duration? I know it's different for everybody, but in yeah. general, how long is that duration? So really with that, there's three things that we take them through. So we, we, we like numbers of steps to be less than five. Okay. So there's, there's three things that we do. So the first thing that we do is we, we reawaken that person's metabolism. So what we want to do is we want to start addressing what's happening in the gut. And one of the ways that we do that is through a product that we have called short chain triglyceride or SCT oil, right? So it's a short chain fat that the body should make on its own through the fermentation of fiber. Because of that standard American diet, people's gut biome is, is a wreck. So we got to start there. So that really sets a good foundation. Then after we do that, the next step is to retrain that person's metabolism. So that's where our nutritional um, intelligence comes in, which is our specific foods that we found through the assessment to give that person to eat. And I say give that person to eat. They're able to buy it at the grocery store themselves, but it's specific to them. As they're going through that retrain, along with different supplementation that we're giving them, based on that person's metabolic disruptor type, then their body is now retraining. Or I say retraining, their cells are now in training mm. and retraining to be healthy. So I love what you said about transformation and metabolism. I'm a geek about that as mm. well. So when you look at meta, right, meaning transformation and bull being the beginning of life, it's transforming back to that newborn baby that you're talking to, that beginning of life. And really that's what we're doing during that retrain phase. Yeah. And then the next step after that is to reset the metabolism so that it doesn't go back to where it was before. So now we can be able to lock it in place and now they're good. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how you can heal, you can create an environment where great things are more likely to happen. And it really is amazing how incredible our bodies are. Wouldn't mm. you agree? Yeah. Like Amen. innate intelligence, man. It's never trying to kill you. It's always trying to heal you. It's hardwired to heal. That's all it does. So when you can set an environment up for somebody, and they respond very, very quickly. So like you were talking about, Dr. Rob, it's, it's crazy because, you know, when people come to see us, these are usually chronic dieters, too. They've been in such oh, a yeah. low energy state yeah. for so many years. We actually have to, like, get them to eat. Yeah. Like Build you're going to have, up. you got, you got to get them into a high energy state. There's some prep work that we're doing along with the SCT oil to really get their guts, their brains primed for fat burning and get them into a place where we can move them into a phase so they can get fat adapted. So during that, that retrain phase, the way we're sequencing the foods for their body, they're burning fat and they're burning endogenous fat versus burning exogenous fat. You know, some people don't, they're not fat adapted. They don't do well on a high fat diet. It's really amazing. It, it, and wait, I don't have any data to support this other than just anecdotal, but I can see, man, when people get really good at burning their own fat for fuel, it just hits different. It's a different way when you see them come out of that, how easy their body is to now go back and grab fat for energy. So I think a real fat adaptation <laughs> uh, really happens when your body gets great at grabbing your own fat yeah. and getting really efficient at that. I agree. Yeah. That is the goal, yeah. that adaptation. Yeah. 
And that is the truth. The metabolism could get its calories from the plate of food in front of you. Totally. Or the butt, the hips, the thighs. And most <laughs> people need it from the butt, the hips, the thighs. Yeah. It, what's interesting is that there are also a subset of, of individuals that are in that category of 93% that are metabolically unhealthy, mm-hmm. but visually they, they look lean. Uh, the thin on the outside, fat on the inside sort yeah. of, you know, uh, person who has, store, they're storing their fat around their visceral fat. Yep. Arguably more dangerous than actual oh, yeah. subcutaneous that you can see visually. Mm-hmm. Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself, this is the best thing I've ever tasted? If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised to make you think they're high quality are often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, but could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part? This may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about Wild Pastures Meat Delivery. They provide the highest quality meats from small, regenerative, family-run farms here in the United States that prioritize sustainability and animal welfare. Their beef is 100% grass-fed. Their pork and poultry are pasture-raised, something you won't find anywhere in the grocery store resulting in meats that are not only healthier for you, but also better for the environment. One of the reasons why me and my fiance Natasia loves wild pastures is that we can opt out out of supporting harmful conventional farming practices and instead support small family-run farms without spending a fortune. And the convenience doesn't stop there. They offer delivery straight to your door so you can enjoy delicious, high-quality meats without even leaving your house. No matter where you are in the lower 48 states, Wild Pastures has got you covered. Not only is this the most convenient way to get your meat products, but Wild Pasture meats are better for you nutritionally and they're higher in the total nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, key fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and amino acids. And today, for keto campers, for a limited time, you can get 20% off every box plus free shipping for life and $15 off your first box. This is a crazy deal, and I hope you take advantage of it. So make the switch to Wild Pastures today and save nearly $1,000 on your grocery bill while feeling healthier and enjoying the best tasting meats of your life. All you need to do is go to the link in the podcast notes down below. Everything is already applied. All you got to do is click that link, customize your order, and you'll have some delicious, healthy tasting meats very soon. Head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. Somebody listening and watching right now might not think that they have a problem with their metabolism because they look thin on the outside. What are some of the things you do to help them identify? Well, maybe you're storing it around your organs. Uh, What are some signs to pay attention to that? This might be an issue just because you can't see it on the outside. It might be a problem on the inside. What are some key key red flags? Well, a red flag could be just something as simple as somebody using a 
a scale to be able to see exactly what their visceral fat is. Yeah. Super easy. And they're yeah. so readily available. Not like it was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Somebody can get on, order one of these scales, step on there, see exactly what their visceral fat is. So that's that's an easy way to be able to see that. Not only can they see that, they could also start seeing what their metabolic age is, for example. So you might have somebody like you're talking about who's 35 years old, but metabolically speaking, their metabolic age is 65 years old where their visceral fat is is a 12, what it should be between four and eight. So that's one way we can be able to see that. And typically those people that you're talking about, they'll still come to us and they're literally like begging us to be able to help them because they know something's not right. Like you said, we just had a conversation with a friend of ours who had gone on a trip to Vietnam. You would look at her, she probably weighs like 112 pounds. She looks really healthy into yoga, she does all the things. And she's like, guys, I know with that trip, I didn't realize this before, but seed oil is everywhere there. Mm. And so she's like, as I was eating this food, I know that my body is not right. Can you help me to be able to get me back to being right? And anybody that would look at her would be like, oh, you're completely healthy. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that, that was an inter- interesting conversation. Even more interesting that now seed oil obviously has gone worldwide. It's ubiquitous. It's literally in every country and everywhere. We were in Sina over in parts of Italy. We were over there, just to be quite honest, man. We, because we had curated a dinner for our VIP clients, and we worked with the chef. We went back in the kitchen. We want to know what the heck are you cooking with back here? And they had some bad oil back yeah. there. And yes. I'm like, wow. It's everywhere. We we talked to some friends of ours that were there in Italy, and we noticed it as well. As we were looking around, because we'd been in Italy 10, 12 years ago, or in Europe 10, 12 years ago, Mm -hmm. and you could see that people are heavier now than they were back then. So as we were having the conversations with friends of ours that are in the same space, they're like, oh, absolutely. Seed oil is everywhere here. You can see that now people are learning the whole calories in, calories out thing, there, it's because they're watching us. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to watch how to yeah. do it, help. Don't watch us <laughs> when it comes to help. Yeah. Totally. We're not getting that right. No. And that's a big part, you know, obviously, of a strong metabolism is obviously linoleic acid and how it impacts the metabolism. Part of our protocol as we're taking people through that retrain phase is we are detoxing them. Essentially, is what you're doing removing seed oil out of the tissue. Yeah. Um, this stuff stays in there. What, the half-life is what, five, 600 days? Yeah, 680 uh, days. Dude, it's insane. Yeah. So it's like, what do they say? It's better to smoke a carton of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I think you were sugar. talking about Yeah, that, that was me. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, Dr. Eat, K. Shanahan was saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, so true. You'd never suggest that to a child, yeah. yet it's safer <laughs> because of what's yet they happening. eat their ch- chicken fingers and it's fried in seed oil. So yeah. it's like you don't think a second thought of it. I know it. So as we're taking them through that process and moving seed oil out of their body, man, automatically your metabolism is going to upregulate, yeah. which is really cool. And now we can flood them back in in our reset phase with all the good saturated fats, the animal-based fats, which we know crank up the metabolism so as you're getting that out of their body and then bringing the good fats back in it's really cool it's a strong strong reset when you can get fat adapted you get seal out of your system get the poofa out i always mm-hmm. think of the example of the bears when they go to hibernate they're crushing salmon the cold water fish because it's loaded with polyunsaturated fatty acid to slow their metabolism down to go into hibernation. We don't want to be crushing mm-hmm. PUFA yeah. because we're not hibernating. Yeah. We want a robust, strong metabolism. So I think that's something that more people are becoming aware of seed oil 
It is a topic that I hear more often now. I don't know what you think about that. Yes. It's probably the new cigarette smoke, right? It really is. It has to be because it's, it's a big issue. It's becoming more popular. Yeah. The tricky part is that not all seed oils are bad. Like the, the ones that are not adulterated, yeah. the ones that are cold processed and pressed, like which is an omega-6, could be very beneficial for the metabolism. But to your point, yeah. the majority at the restaurants are the adulterated oh, kind. High heat detergents, et cetera. So, you know, my stance, I say I'm allergic. I use my allergy card. Yeah, I love that. Dude, that's love brilliant, yeah. man. I don't have your card. I need to get your card. I, I just let them know, hey, I'm allergic to seed oil, and they yeah. uh, they pay attention. <laughs> so I uh, here are the, the paper printouts of yeah. the seed oil card. So I love give it. you a few of those. Uh, absolutely. I have a whole uh, bunch of other ones coming that I put on a metal business card a oh, metal one beautiful this is like the sample one but uh -huh. as soon as i get more i'll send you guys a whole bunch okay, this yeah. is like just the sample one i want to like look at and to make sure it looks good so yeah even you use these cards and it works really well you know yeah. they bring it back to the chef and they make sure that it doesn't have it because they don't want to get sued right they want to yeah. make sure that they're not getting sued and they'll give you different options whether it's mm -hmm. like we could grill it so hey if you're watching and if you want a seed oil card for free uh, it's seedoilcard.com, seedoilcard.com. You could download it uh, for free and just save it as an image in your phone and show that to your server. And then you don't take the hit because no. it's 680 days once you eat it. Dude, in, insane. And what that now, and I was reading, and uh, you probably know this research better than I do, but how, you know, seed oil really is estrogenic. Like you're really moving your hormone profile and slanting it towards being estrogen dominant. Fun. Right. Thank you, seed oil. <laughs> yeah, we don't right? need that. Yeah, it's, it's so I, I love that we're, we're able to take somebody through a process where we can detox them from this nasty rancid machinery oil. I read a study where there I think it was done. Uh, it was done with monkeys where they put them on a lower fat or no fat diet up to like 30 days. And by doing that, their body started making what's called meat acid. Are you familiar with meat acid? No. At all? Yeah, it's a, it's a fatty acid your body makes. It's a it's like meat acid. Mead, M E A D. Mead it's acid. It's like a Got it. basically like a rescue fatty acid. Almost like cortisol can be a rescue hormone. Got it. It's really a rescue fatty acid cuz it's triggered when your body's dumping tons of fatty acids into your bloodstream. But it has to happen over an extended period of time. It's obviously a stressful period of time if your body's not getting any fat. But about the 30-day mark, they were making the meat acid to stabilize all the tissue and all the cell membranes. Huh. But it's really cool how your body, and, and I don't have the data to support this, but in my just common sense brain, I'm thinking, well, if your body has an opportunity to get rid of fatty acids, it's not going to be dumping all the good ones. It's going to be dumping all the stored ones that they didn't have an opportunity to get rid of. So now they've got this golden opportunity. The body's in a perfect place to get rid of it for those weeks that we put them under that. Uh, and it is a high stressful state. You wouldn't want to keep them there forever. Almost mm -hmm. a little bit of a hormetic place to yeah. put them in. But it's very powerful to do that because, man, the metabolism gets such an up kick when you can take that out of the body and then bring all the good fats back in. Super interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Rob, you, you were metabolically unhealthy 12 years uh, you, ago. You could say that. Yeah, yeah. What, what gave <laughs> Understand you, uh, come on, man. <laughs> you lost 65 pounds about 13 yeah, years ago. I did. What was the change there? What, what clicked for you? Well, what clicked was, was this, is that I'd struggled with my weight my entire life. So even when I was 13 years old, I was five foot four and weighed 210 pounds. And so didn't like the way I looked, didn't have any confidence. Here's one thing that I, I did know is that at 210 pounds, when you're 13 years old, really, I didn't care about my health. I didn't care about metabolism. But what I did care about was how I looked. 
to girls. Yeah. And yeah. so I did what everybody else did. And that was learning from my parents, learn from my mom how to go on a diet. So I literally started starving myself. I went from 210 pounds all the way down to 124 pounds. Crazy. Wow. You couldn't even recognize me going from the eighth grade into my ninth grade uh, year of high school. People didn't even recognize who I was. You starved yourself to do that? I, I literally starved myself. Almost died because of it. Wow. And so I started getting really interested in health because of it. But because I had starved myself, I had just killed my metabolism, just wrecked it. So then I had to be perfect with my exercise, perfect with my diet in order just to be able to maintain a healthy weight. It was miserable. And so then fast forward, becoming a chiropractor, and I'm now teaching my patients how to lose weight by decreasing calories and exercising yep. more, yeah, right? I've been, I've been there, bro. <laughs> and so meanwhile, I'm struggling and I would always, for me, I would get to a, to a place where the, the lowest I could be able to get would be to like 180 pounds. And then no matter what it is that I did, I might lose a couple more pounds, but it would always bounce back up. And so I always fluctuated inside that area. And so it was, gosh, 12, 13 years ago, I had an injury. Um, and because of this injury, I had injured my back really bad fallen off a fence. I couldn't walk completely inflamed, but I also couldn't exercise now. And so even though I was still eating really good, healthy foods, all organic, no sugar, all of the things, because I couldn't exercise, all my weight ballooned up 65 pounds. So it was like my worst nightmare had now come true and I couldn't walk. Mm. So I knew something had to change and what clicked. And I know Randall share his story in just a few minutes was that when he was going through his crisis, the things that we learned to be able to help him to overcome what he was going through. And just for the listeners, um, we've been best friends for 22 years. Yeah, super and so, cool. What up, dude? So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there's there's nothing that I don't know about this guy. And so, yeah, so where he was going through this crisis, we had learned that all chronic illness has this metabolic component to it. Yeah. So if he could be able to heal from what he was going through, well then what did I have to lose? So I started going through a lot of the protocols that we were using for him and started losing the weight. Not only did I start losing weight, but my inflammation was gone almost immediately. I'm now walking again, enjoying life again and losing weight and ended up losing the 65 pounds 13 years ago, haven't gained it back. And so life is way more fun on this side. I can tell you that because yeah. I used to be that guy that would be like, you know what? I don't want to go to eat with Randy. He's eating, you know, he could eat pasta or eat bread. Yeah. I'm just looking at the pasta, looking at the bread and gaining weight. Yeah. It was so annoying. So yeah. just to be able to have that metabolic flexibility now is, is really just changed my life. I'm, I'm healthier now than I was when I was 18. Wow. Guaranteed. And you're 52. And I'm 52. 52. So it doesn't really matter what your age is. No. You could be 92 as well and be metabolically flexible. Absolutely. Yeah. What was that study about what Herman Ponzer came out with that study showing that metabolism really doesn't decrease. Yeah. Um, even into, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It's like, it's like really good when you're born, it goes down a little by the time you're one, by the time what you're 18 or 20, it's gone down a little bit more, but then it stays there. Uh, what to 60, 65 years old. And the only drop off that would probably take place is people who are breaking all the metabolic laws right, back exactly. into 60. Yeah, I really don't think it ever breaks or fails at all if you know what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. it's not really even about 
revving up the metabolism for the rest of your life, like a fast metabolism, fast metabolism. It's more about having an efficient metabolism. Yeah, fast is the wrong word. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Having a healthy, efficient. Yeah, yeah. because, yeah. I mean, if you look at animals in the, in, in the wilderness, the faster metabolism, the shorter lifespan. Exactly. <laughs> so why the hell do you want a fast metabolism? Yeah, I don't metabolism? know that's what you want. You want a healthy, efficient yeah, one. That's the right and, word. And there are times that, yeah, it's yeah. really slow. Let's, let's, you know, work on it. But yeah, I like the word efficiency more than yeah, I do word. fast. Yeah, that's amazing, Rob. I love it. Your testament, 52 years old, you look great. You got a healthy metabolism, flexible metabolism. And, you know, the crisis that you were referring to that Randy was dealing with yeah. was um, cancer. Yeah. Share yeah. your story. Crazy. And first, just, you know, because I am Rob's best friend. He's like a brother at this point. It was, it's been really awesome to see his life transform. Like, it's so cool. In fact, you kind of like how we even proved concept yeah. with what we currently do. I'm like, well, I'm not dead of cancer. And you lost the weight. Maybe God has a purpose at this point. Amen. So, so say, you know, uh, you know, you're best equipped to help the person oh, that you yes. used to be. Oh, Always. yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So no, no. I mean, let's we'll dive into it. It was crazy because I was I was eight years into practice. I'm a chiropractor, thriving practice, loving what I was doing, teaching everybody else how to be healthy. Right. And then I get a diagnosis of late stage cancer. So it was metastatic melanoma. I don't know if you knew what type of cancer it was. I didn't know. I was just about to ask you. So metastatic melanoma. Yeah, it was a growth on my upper back. And uh, just was like an itch. And then it started to grow. It became like the size of an eraser tip. Then it became a seven millimeter Breslow. It's about the size of a quarter. Wow. Uh, it was just, and I was in denial. I didn't think anything was serious because it couldn't be anything. Nothing could be wrong so with me. You let it grow. It kept growing. Yeah. Because you just denied it. And it was just nasty looking. I'm like, I'm getting this thing cut off. I want to just take my shirt off and go to the pool. It was all about just getting that thing off. Well, when they cut that off, Ben, it was like gasoline on a wildfire. It went, I mean, within two weeks, no. golf balls under my left nodes. Two weeks later, remember I pulled up my shirt. I'm like, dude, look at my liver. And it's literally sticking out of my body. I'm wow. freaking out. And then a couple weeks later, now it's in my stomach. I can't eat. I'm down under 150 pounds at that point. So just devastating. But when I look back on it now, my body was doing the right thing. It's always doing the right thing under the circumstances. It, it was metabolically, something was off. And it was walling that off and pushing it out of my body. And then I... I opened it up, mm -hmm. punctured it, and there it went. And so, that, and that happens with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you get the biopsies and they're turning prostate something cancer. Yeah, you got it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Prostate cancer. They say you should never get checked because it's more dangerous if they find out you have cancer than if you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And that's that's crazy in this world. I mean, literally, uh, more people at this point now, statistically, we'd have to be honest, they're probably dying from the treatment than even the cancer. Yeah. And I didn't want to go down that road. So, by the way, I was super ashamed and super embarrassed. When I got that diagnosis, how old were you? It was July 2010. So what, 36, 30, 35, 36? What, what led to it? What What do you think led to uh, it? That's a good question. Looking back on that, I I was breaking some laws of metabolic health. So I came from that muscle and fitness, mm. eating six, seven times a day guy. Yeah, mTOR, mTOR, mTOR. Oh, I lived in mTOR. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, I don't know if I ever even used autophagy. I would yeah. definitely want to lose any type of nitrogen <laughs> balance or, or muscle waste. So, you know, if you miss one meal, you're losing all your muscle. And he knows, man, I was in protein bars. I was getting probably 250 to 300 grams of protein a day Damn. to force myself to be 185 pounds. Wow, you're probably farting all day. Oh, I was miserable, man. Dude, the farts were so bad. <laughs> Even if you know, 
You know. I do know. I know. Yeah. And uh, so I was so I was doing that, all the snacking, the meals, you know, because insulin, it's a bulking hormone. You can't get big unless you take insulin. What sucks is high insulin and all those insulin hits crushes your your sex hormones. Mm. So that's why bodybuilders obviously are eating all the time to get insulin high, and then they have to obviously inject anabolic steroids because they're crushing their testosterone. So I was making myself huge. I have no idea why. I wasn't playing college sports. Right. I wasn't a professional athlete. Why do I need to weigh 185 pounds? You know, it, it didn't make any sense. How tall are you? I'm, I'm right under six feet. Yeah, yeah. What, so besides that, were you getting a whole bunch of sun? Were you getting skin sunburned? Well, I was using sunscreen. You were using sunscreen. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I was, yeah. So I'm now I'm putting all those forever chemicals, chemicals the xenoestrogens yeah. on my skin. Were you doing fish oil? I'm just curious. Yeah. Crushing. Oh, you were. Oh, yeah. That That's contributed to it as well. I agree. Yeah, it has to. Right. So seed, seed oil is probably as well. Seed oil. Oh, uh, tons of seed oil. It had, you know, it just every law you can break in that regard. But it was fool's gold because, you know, I looked good but I wasn't healthy. Yeah. And that's what people need to remember yeah, too. It's, important. it's not about having, you know, a six pack abs. It's about being metabolically strong, efficient, like you talked about, because I looked the part, but man, I was a complete fraud metabolically with how I was going about this. Cause there's no way that could have ever happened in the right metabolic environment. Well, we know cancer is a metabolic condition, that's right? And you can create an environment where cancer taps out really quick. Yeah. Cancer cells aren't really that smart. They don't adapt very well, unlike our own normal cells. So uh, you find out what you believe, Ben, when you're thrown directly into the fire. And I was, because you've got a set of values. You've got your code you live your life by. You've got your morals. What do you do when it happens to you? Mm. And so that was the question that I had to ask myself, what the hell am I going to do? Because um, it's not looking good. They gave me two months to two years. Really? They're like... Yeah, it's like chemotherapy, radiation, drug trial, hospice care. They give me no hope. And I'm 36, 35, 36 years old thinking, how did this happen to me? I don't want to die. I don't want to go through the medical route. I knew I wasn't going to. That's what I did know. I didn't have to know what I was going to do, but I knew, knew what I wasn't you, going to do. You're not going down medical route. Not going the down. conventional medical route. Yeah, I wasn't going to go down that yeah. route. It's bad enough that I was already expressing symptoms called cancer. Now do I want to poison my body on top of that? Listen, anybody listening, if you've ever gone through that and you went through something and you went through the medical system and you're alive today, thank God. Um, it just didn't make any sense. And, uh, and so I'm really glad that I had the strength to ask really good questions. But my chiropractic background is really what saved my life. Because if I'd have got that diagnosis before I knew chiropractic, I would have gone through the standard medical care. Yeah. And I might have been dead, but I had such a strong conviction that I believe that health is the normal and disease is the abnormal. Really, health and disease, they're the exact same thing, the body doing the right thing under the circumstances. Mm -hmm. So cancer didn't make me sick. Cancer was the answer. You, dude, can't, the cause is the cure, right? Cancer didn't make me sick. I was metabolically sick. That is why I got the cancer. Mm. So that journey led me um, into Spain, of all places. And I had heard about a doctor there from Lebanon Cellular biologist, you talked about microscopy, life cell analysis, mm -hmm. one of the best in the world at it. And uh, so I went to go see him. What's his name? Uh, Raymond Hilu, H-I-L-U. And uh, he's in, uh, the clinic I went to was in Marbella, there in uh, Puerto Banus, the southern part of Spain. Beautiful part of the world, by the way, if, if nobody's ever been. I haven't. You ever been there? No. Yeah, Costa del Sol. You could see Morocco from the coast. Like it's 
Wow. Uh, beautiful, beautiful fact. I'll, I'll tell a story about that. So I go over there to see this doctor and I get a 20 second consultation. 20 second. You was, fly all the way there and yeah. you get 20 seconds with them. You get a 20 second consultation. Here's how it went. You want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's basically a $30,000 20 second consultation. <laughs> I got to hear it. <laughs> so he walks into the room. They'd already taken my blood work. I'm just sitting in a room. He walks in. He goes, I'll do nothing that will kill you. I'm like, well, that's good. <laughs> they couldn't promise <laughs> me you, that sir. in America. That's uh, true. And he goes, now, you might die. He goes, but I'm going to do everything I can to get your body adapting again, chemically, physically, and emotionally. Mm. I think it's your best chance to get well and for the cancer never to come back. And here's the best part. He goes, no need for theatrics. Are you ready to get started? Consultation done. And guess what my answer was? Yes. It was, <laughs> hell yes. I didn't ask him what it was going to cost. Yeah. I didn't ask him for more research. I didn't ask him for any of that because you know when you meet somebody who aligns philosophically with you because he obviously didn't want to treat the cancer, okay? He wanted to treat the person who had the condition. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. And so everything we did was working on getting me healthy again because we knew that if I could get my body healthy and adapting again, chemically, physically, and emotionally, which is going to impact me metabolically, the cancer was going to go away. Yeah. And I was proven, it's proven right. I was prepared to be proven wrong and die, but I wasn't. And it's really cool to take something that you believe, put it to the ultimate test, and then it becomes a conviction. Mm. I'm convinced and I'm convicted. And I know that God does not make junk that the body is amazing. It is a healing. The best doctor in the world is on the inside. I always use the scripture, and whether you believe in God or not, but 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he that's in us than mm -hmm. he that's in the world. That's an absolute kingdom principle. It is a fact. Best doctor on the inside of all of us. Healing can only happen from inside out. So my conviction, my principles, my morals, my values, my belief that became my conviction, that is what saved my life. Now, did I do a lot of things to get well? I did. But if I didn't master that piece, I don't think I'm here today. Hey, Keto Camper. What if there was an easy way to help detoxify your body, ease stress, unwind, and hey, even burn more calories? What I'm talking about is sauna usage. Now, there's a lot of studies that show the benefits of using a sauna and it could be kind of complicated because they're expensive and typically you have to go to a facility to use a sauna. What I love about my sauna is that it's a blanket that I use at the comfort of my own home. I use the one from Bond Charge. And sauna blankets work by raising your heart rate to that of physical exercise so you burn calories while you're relaxing. And you could burn up to 600 calories in one session. Sweating also helps flush out toxins like heavy metals, from your body and elevating your heart rate while relaxing releases endorphins, which can leave you feeling euphoric. I feel like I just got a 60 minute massage when I get out of this thing. It works by using infrared light, which heats the body directly rather than the air around you like a traditional sauna. This means you get the same benefits at a lower heat. You also don't need to have your head in the heat like a traditional sauna. It's very easy to use. You can enjoy a session of 30 to 45 minutes while relaxing, reading, watching TV, or meditating. It's easy to clean. It's low EMF, especially compared to other brands out there. Simple and easy to get set up. And even more important, you, Keto Camper, are offered a nice coupon code for 
Bond Charge's products, including their infrared sauna blanket. So head over to bondcharge.com slash ketocamp and use the coupon code ketocamp at checkout to get 15% off your order. We'll drop that link down below along with the coupon code in the podcast notes. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. Your test became your testimony and your, it, it led to greater conviction. And that doctor, uh, Dr. Hilu? Yeah, Dr. Hilu, H-I-L-U. Got it. Yeah. His conviction, I mean, he came in there for 20 seconds and he said that. <laughs> and he said it with such authority and conviction that like, yeah. that transferred to you and like, let's do it, right? I, I think we need more doctors like that who model that and who are not looking at you as like, we need to treat this cancer or this mm -hmm. diabetes or this autoimmune condition, but we need to figure out yeah. why is this human body expressing, communicating to us these symptoms? Because these symptoms are the, the check engine light. Let's figure out what turned it on. Totally. So what was it that he worked with you to turn on? To turn yeah. Off? Well, what he, what he found too, my body was a wreck. I, my liver was completely congested. All the protein shakes and oh my, the toxins. Right? The seed oil. The seed oils. Um, my body was an autoimmune. My white blood cells were eating my red blood cells. Mm. And you could see how all the red blood cells just stacked up like pancakes on top of each other. Literally full-blown autoimmune. Uh, my body, liver, cancer, my, my stomach, my gut microbiome completely shot. I mean, my body was so inflamed and so sick. He told me this, and I've asked him multiple times, but he goes, he gives a scale of like, one, you're super healthy, 10, you're dead. I'm like, where did you rank me? Because you gave me a number. We had dinner with him in Dallas not too long ago. Oh, that's cool. And uh, he was like, I ranked you at like a 9.8. What Damn. was it? And I'm like, he goes, that's you're, he goes, you're like one of the three sickest people I'd ever met because you had every single piece to the metabolic puzzle that's out of balance. You checked all the boxes. Damn. So it was pretty insane how how all that had taken place. But, you know, all those things I did wrong for so many years, it all came to a head when I hit 35 and got the diagnosis. It's kind of like our friend, Dr. Dan Pampa, who has that barrel and it's stacking and it's mm -hmm. stacking. And then all of a sudden it overflowed. I wasn't adapting and I had emotional trauma at that point. I just lost my father two years earlier, mm -hmm. who was my hero. And that was a huge devastating blow because he was my world. And uh, so the emotional stress, running a busy practice, breaking the metabolic laws of health. So to answer your question, <laughs> what did I do? So they did um, they did ozone therapy with me. Ah. Yeah. So have you ever done any ozone, Ben? I have done some insufflations in the past, but not much. I mean, obviously, when I go to my biological dentist, they'll use it. Yeah. But not, not a lot. Yeah. So what do they do? Yeah, it was a closed circuit where they basically pulled out my blood. My blood and Rob, to testify, was brown. Really? Dude, it looked like just sludge, dark brown, zero oxygen. Jeez. So I'm obviously not carrying any type of oxygen to my tissues, which is obviously a huge thing. Yeah. You wanna, cancer doesn't do yeah. well in the presence of oxygen. Correct. You don't really see a lot of heart cancer going around, you know, because all the oxygenated blood pumping through the heart. It's yeah. really the one organ you don't ever see that. But so the ozone, when they would flush it into my blood, it would just turn obviously bright red, brilliant. Interesting. And then obviously reinfuse it back into my system. You, know, you feel like you could run through a, a brick wall, doesn't make your hair fall out. You know, you're not looking like a, you know, a concentration camp person. Correct. You know, you're not looking like you've been on six months of Ozempic. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. You know, you feel strong and vibrant. Yeah. So they were bringing oxygen back into my body, not to treat the cancer, but to help give my body a boost and get oxygen back to it. So that's one therapy I did. I did oncological hyperthermia. So are you familiar at all with hyperthermia? 
No, I yeah. mean, I might explain to me. Yeah, so it's basically artificially inducing a, a fever, which is obviously the value. So it just activates your immune system? So it's heating me locally. Mm-hmm. So it would heat up my whole abdomen where all the cancer was growing. Uh. They would heat me up internally to very high temperature because cancer cells at a high temperature, they die off. They can't adapt. Healthy cells can adapt. They're just fine. So when you heat the body up, then you're kicking out interferon. Like your body's getting to this really high state of healing, almost like a higher state of autophagy where you're really going in deep, getting rid of everything that you don't need to have, activating stem cell, very, very high heat. How how hot? I mean, when you have a fever, it could be 101, 103, 105. How hot were they? Like, yeah, how this, hot did your body get? Do you oh, know? I, I don't know. I, and that's a good it question. It was more localized, so it's probably different than what I'm thinking about. It, yeah, it wasn't a, but it wasn't external heat, which is interesting because, you know, the really the only danger of fever is an external heat. Like, if you leave your child in the back of a car right. in August in Texas, well, the external heat is what caused the brain damage. It wasn't this high temperature from a fever, so to say, right? So it was an external it's heat different. that was controlled, but it was for short intervals every other day. But they were really heating me up. And I'm telling you, it was... Did it feel awful? No. No? No. So it didn't feel like if you had a fever? No. it did. I didn't feel really anything at all. But it was a localized heat, um, which was incredible because, man, once again, creating an environment where great things are more likely to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, Cancer just isn't that sophisticated. You know, they're just not that smart. Uh, Obviously, they can't use a lot of different fuel sources like a normal cell, um, and the high heat really taps them out. So the oncological hyperthermia, the ozone, the molecular hydrogen, Mm, so pretty cool. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, me too. Me too. The hydrogen water, I know, man. I'm I'm doing it every day. And then what else? The hydrogen. So the hydrogen, obviously, the benefit of that, it's a selective antioxidant. Yes. So lowered inflammation, just turn Mm -hmm. on certain genes that you need to turn on. Just a good way to normalize inflammation. Beautifully said. Yeah, all these things are just working together to get my body into a higher state of healing, uh, which which is what we were doing. And then I actually worked with a magnetic healer, mm. you know, the foundation of chiropractic, D.D. Palmer, the magnetic healer guy. But they brought in this guy. He was supposed to be the most famous magnetic healer in Europe. Uh, he was from Spain. He came in, freaked me out, by the way. I got to, I'm not going to lie, because <laughs> they, they got me in a room. I got no clothes on. I mean, I, I think I had underwear on, but I'm in there and it's in this room and this lady. That's not normal protocol, by the way. <laughs> not typical protocol. That's I'm not like, normal, Randy. Am I in the right uh, clinic here? Am What's I getting pumped? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there and the, the doctor walks in with his assistant and starts placing magnets all over me. He's chanting out different organ systems and they tell me just to stay there. They turn off the lights, they leave the room, they'll come back. And then all of a sudden the room starts getting frigid like sub zero temperature feeling. Like I'm shaking. Yes, I'm shaking. Nobody's changing the thermostat. I'm shaking uncontrollably. I'm so cold. They come back in, does the same thing again, leave the room again. This time I'm profusely sweating as if I'm in a sauna. Nothing changed in the room. So don't tell me frequency, magnets. Interesting. Yeah, vibration, all of that stuff. But it was so super cool how they worked on me and my body was creating this... this, uh, this healing environment and doing what it needed to do. It was detoxing. It was going through different phases of healing. During that time, I was under a magnetic session. Unbelievable. Yeah, right? that's super cool. Dude, you can't tell a lot of people this story. They're like, you're crazy. I'm like, I, I didn't do it. I was just the patient. Uh-huh. But it blew my mind. And uh, so that's what they did with me as well. They also did uh, bioresonance treatments. So, man, it was huge. The bioresonance frequencies were powerful. 
First time I'd ever heard of that. In fact, Dr. Rob and I used uh, bioresonance frequencies with a lot of clients in years past because you can really pull data. Um, and then obviously reintroducing the correct frequency has a profound impact. They really use that on my liver to decongest it. Mm. And it was very, uh, very successful. And uh, obviously, so yeah, obviously. So the ozone, the hyperthermia, the molecular hydrogen, the magnetic healing, the bioresonance, they were doing the, the ionic foot baths, the detox mm -hmm. baths. Uh, I'm probably missing a couple things, but basically through the whole, you know, the kitchen sink at me. Did you do any fasting or keto? You know, so this is where I made the shift. Good that. Thank you for bringing that up. So when we were over there, because obviously Rob was over there with me, taking care of me, praying oh, for me. Oh, you were me, with him? Uh, keeping me adjusted. Yeah. 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 That, so then that was interesting, even just getting there, because we didn't know really what he was getting himself into other than he needed to do yeah, I something. I want to hear your perspective. Yeah. <laughs> we need, I have we, my perspective. We, we knew he needed to do something and it wasn't going to be something that was done in the yeah. United States, especially 13 years ago. Yeah. Like all this stuff was, you didn't hear anybody talking about doing uh, resonance or ozone oh, no. yeah. or, or any of the stuff. None of that did. was happening here. You, know, no. you left out also Papini or PEMF, right? So oh yeah, the uh, PEMF therapy. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was a big deal. So, so we knew we had to get him out of the country, right? And so he goes over there and the last time that I saw him, he literally looked like death. He was like Thank a you, gray, bluish color. I mean, yeah. super, super thin. And we had to get him somewhere. So he goes over there by himself, doesn't speak any Spanish either. And so <laughs> he's there. And then I never forget, I'm, I just got through speaking at a conference and my phone is sitting on the table and I see a text come through and the text is from Randy and I... It was it was hard communicating, especially back then through cell phones and things like that. And and so the text just comes through and it says, "Get here now, nine one one." And I was like, "I gotta go." I was on a plane the next morning, uh -huh. headed to Spain. Another buddy of ours had already gone out there. His name is Jeff. So I was like, you know, Jeff. Jeff called out there to go. I gotta get down there. So I'm expecting him to be in a hospital or. I didn't know anything about Dr. Helu's clinic. I didn't know where it was. And so I get there, I get to the hotel and I'm like, all right, where's Randy? I got to get to the hospital. They're like, we have no idea this is at the hotel. No idea where your, where your friend is at. I just left a crazy busy practice um, down in Texas. And uh, I'm like, well, this is an emergency situation. They're like, well, you can't put your bags up in the hotel room because your name's not on the room. So I'm pissed, um, stressed. And I go, I sit down uh, to have lunch. And about an hour later, our friend Jeff comes walking up and he's like, Rob, let's get you a beer. I'm like, what? Where's Randy? So he's like, follow me. So we walk down. So where this, this hotel sits right on that Southern coast of Spain and Marbella, and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And just, just gorgeous. We go down to the beach and I see Randy and he looks healthier than I've seen him in years. Yeah. This was only a week. Wow. After he'd only been there a week, maybe two weeks at the yeah, most. Yeah, I think it was closer to 10. Yeah, but yeah, it was a short time, was a, clearly. So not what it is that I was yeah. expecting. And so, so many things were just really, we became aware of at that mm -hmm. time because I go, why did you have me come down here in 911 emergency? Mm -hmm. And his statement back to me was really profound and really changed my life. He said, well, if I didn't do that, and I knew if you stayed in the life that you were in there, stressed out with the busy practice, focused on everything, 
um, else outside of you and taking care of yourself and just all the things that you were going to end up with cancer, just like me. And I realized looking back, like with all of the stress of what was going on in the world, it's one of the most magnificent, most beautiful pools that I've ever seen. But I missed it. I missed it because of being focused on all of the other stresses of the world. And so I think one of the core things when it comes to healing is just our, our mindset, our belief, being able to get ourselves spiritually, energetically to a really balanced, um, stable place is key also. And I know uh, you experienced that, obviously. We didn't know how profound it was going to be no. when we were there. But I was like, wow, that really had me take a, a really deep dive look at my life what I was looking at as far as being important in life, right? Growing a busy practice, helping as many people as I possibly could, yet I was the one that wasn't being helped, right? And so I know that that was even true in, in your case. And so really changed a lot just from a, a belief and a mindset perspective. Yeah, the, the ultimate wake-up call, right? Yeah. And I'm uh, glad to be around on the other side of it. I always say that not being dead is a great <laughs> clinical outcome. Yeah, you know? it's all right. I mean, I would assume, <laughs> yeah, so it's a pretty good outcome. You know, so it was the ultimate wake-up call. You know, and you, when you wake up and you see all the mistakes that you're making, you know, you can't go back into life the same person. And so that was kind of what really got us both thinking and moving in that direction of like, I think there's something here besides me not just dying. I think there's something here that's being shown to us mm. that I think we can take and use to help more people and do it in a way that we never thought would be possible, which is really how Happy Healthy was, was born, was really coming out of that. So even going back to the question that you asked earlier, one of the observations that we have, because obviously I was the six, seven times a day meal guy, mm. and we go over there and People weren't waking up in the morning and crushing oatmeal and no. cereal. Yeah. You know, a lot of people aren't eating till like 10, 11, 12. Uh, and then you did eat, you're going to take a couple of hours. You know, if you don't have time to sit down and have community and talk and digest your food and chew it, you just don't eat. You just let your body fast and you'll, you'll go and you'll get your work done. And then the second meal, you know, happened later in the evening. And the same thing, you know, probably even a little vino, maybe smoke a cigar just relaxed, community, eating real food, nutrition, and enjoying yourself, chewing your food, being intentional. So really it was like a couple of meals a day. And I'm looking around, we were like, you know what? This looks a lot different out here. Maybe I've been making some mistakes here. Why am I forcing myself to be bigger than my body probably wants me to be? Uh, I don't want to stay, like you said, living in mTOR probably isn't the best strategy for longevity mm -hmm. and for preventing chronic illness and metabolic conditions like like cancer. So that right there is was the first step with like, all right. So I remember trying to cut my meals back. I'm like, my God, I'm going to lose all my muscle. I'd already dropped to nothing anyway at this point. So I'm like, all right, I'll go to four meals a day. Right. And then I'll go to three meals a day. Uh, could you do two meals a day? Could you fast? So that's got that ball rolling. Yeah. yeah. That's the progression. Yeah. How, how long... Were you in Spain for for the treatment? And yeah. overall, how much money did you spend? Yeah, so I was over there the first time for about six weeks. And uh, I spent $30,000 is what I spent. And uh, Get your life back. Too, I mean, you would have spent it all. Oh, my gosh. I mean, look at what the drugs are priced here in America, especially with cancer treatment. You're talking about bankrupting everybody. It's, heck, it's $30,000 yeah. for a bag of chemo. Yeah. Give me a break. 
And yeah, and it's not going to get the results typically that you got. Yeah. 14k a year to manage diabetes, and it's not getting to the cause. It's no, like, it's it's just so it's a waste of your money uh, investing back into a system that really doesn't have the ability to help you get the result that you're hoping there. That, right. Because you think you're getting something that you're just not getting. Um, they position themselves that way. They're the gatekeepers mm -hmm. to health, and they're probably the most unqualified. If your job is to diagnose and treat disease with drugs, it's a very low level type of a practice. I just don't understand that thinking. Um, and even like a lot of natural doctors will even do that same stuff. Yeah. They're just replacing the drugs with a bag full of supplements, supplements right? Correct. So we've yeah. seen all that before. So yeah, I was there for five or six weeks the first time. And then I, ca I came back and I went back out there again early the next year. And I, uh, we took a buddy of ours who was, uh, had multiple myeloma, was not doing good. We threw him on a plane, took him over there for about three weeks, and he responded beautifully. Mm. So it's really cool to be able to help him, see him respond. Wow. So in total, probably a couple months, spit up between a couple of trips, 30 grand. Uh, it was a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but it was a drop in the hat to attack this thing from a place of, wow, we don't want to treat the cancer. Let's get my body strong again. And that was an awesome investment. And not to be redundant, but I'm not dead, Ben, which we believe is the most um, the best outcome, most promising outcome yeah. you can hope for. Yeah, not dead. <laughs> I love it. I love the story. It's you know, a testament to the human body. Yeah, the way that God built us, remove the interference, and let Dude. the body heal itself. Amen. The inner God. physician. Yeah. There's no Ozempic. There's no shot. There's no pill. There's no supplement. No. There's no diet. There's no whatever that replaces the innate intelligence. No, really not. It's the greatest thing. The body's always doing something for us. Symptoms are a gift. It's the body's way of communicating. Disease is a gift. Mm. It's your body's way of telling you, Randy, hey, stop <laughs> eating protein every yes. two to three hours. Dude, stop it... the fish oil. Stop the sunscreen. Or I'm going to show you some more symptoms. And cancer was one of those symptoms. You got it. It was like I say, it woke me up. But the disease, right, the, the, the dyshyphen ease was my body giving me a second chance. Mm. Because if I'd have continued down that road, what if I'd have had a massive heart attack and you're dead? You don't get that second chance. Yeah, it's true. You know? So I'm very, very thankful, very blessed. And it, like I said, it took my belief to a whole different level. I am so convinced and convicted that my body is the ultimate healer. And I trust that. And if, if anybody listening can really, can anchor to that, it's life-changing when you move everything back to the truth and the foundation of what all health is and all health starts from above down inside and out. It doesn't happen any other way. Well said. Well said. Have you ever felt off during your keto journey or carnivore journey? Maybe you experienced a headache, some fatigue, pesky cravings. This can happen when your body loses vital minerals, especially when following a keto diet. Here's what happens. When you lower insulin on keto and carnivore and fasting, you shed excess body weight. This is fantastic because you look lighter and feel lighter. However, you lose essential minerals like potassium, sodium, and magnesium. That's where Beam Mineral steps in. It's a full-spectrum, concentrated electrolyte and mineral supplement that gives you all the essentials your body needs. Beam Mineral products are the perfect support for anyone doing keto, carnivore, and fasting. It does not break your fast. It does not contain any anti-nutrients, so it is carnivore-friendly. It tastes just like water. It helps to keep your carb cravings at bay and to keep you in this fat-adapted state we love called ketosis. 
I love this product. I drink it daily. I give it to my dog as well. So give B Minerals a try today for an enhanced keto, carnivore, and fasting experience. Head over to beamminerals.com and use the coupon code AZADI, which is my last name, A-Z-A-D-I, for a special discount. That is beamminerals.com, B-E-A-M-M-I-N-E-R-A-L-S.com. Coupon code AZADI. We'll put that down below in the podcast notes. All right, let's get back to this interview. Website for my audience to go check you guys out. Thehappyhealthylife.com. Thehappyhealthylife.com. We're going to put that down below. Share your social media, Rob, and then Randy. Yeah, so if you go to, uh, on Instagram, it's going to be Rob Vasquez official. Yours is? Hey, what is mine? That's a great question. I think I'm it's following a, it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a doctor underscore Randall underscore B as in boy underscore Johns, J-O-H-N-S. And then our company, we've got the H2 Life on Instagram. The letter H, number two life on Instagram. We'd love to have people jump in with us. Yeah, we'll put that, Rachel, our show notes person, we'll put that down below on the YouTube and the podcast. I have a lot, final question for you guys. We'll start with uh, Rob and then Randy second. I asked this question at the end of all interviews, at least the last couple hundred episodes. And that is about vitamin G. You guys know about vitamin G. You guys live it, yeah. take it every day. Vitamin G is this anti-inflammatory supplement, a vitamin that, you know, you talk about healing the body and allowing the innate intelligence to go to work, like vitamin G is that gateway to that. And of course, it's gratitude. It's, it's feeling gratitude and expressing gratitude. You guys do a really good job at that, just based off of our conversation, not today only, but uh, other conversations we've had, like you've periodically like texted me and shared gratitude with me and, and appreciation and, and, you know, highlighted the things I'm doing. You do the same thing. So you guys live it and I love it. <laughs> so I want to ask you, Rob, what do you have vitamin G for right now? Vitamin G and, and, and gratitude is, is really just another day, another breath to be able to empower and equip people to live a life with intention when it comes to their, their health, their happiness, which is why their company is called Happy Healthy. Mm. Yeah, great Beautiful clinical outcome. <laughs> yeah, it is good. I'll take us back to Spain really quickly. My ultimate moment of gratitude. I, uh, I remember I'd been there for probably about a week. I was there by myself at the time. And Rob and Jeff hadn't come yet. And I was just in this really dark place. I knew that was going to be my struggle is mastering both voices. The one's telling you you're probably going to die. One's going, no, you're going to live. And you're vacillating back and forth, if you can imagine. And I knew I had to break the pattern. So I get in my car and I drive as far as I can go down to the southern tip of Spain. It's called Tarifa. It's a famous kite surfing beach. Mm. Ben, it is beautiful. That's where you can really see Morocco. Like yeah. I, I thought I could take a rock and hit Casablanca. That's yeah, cool, it was insane. So I get there and I'm just in this low place, low vibration, low frequency. Woe is me, throwing a pity, pity party, the opposite of vitamin G. And I remember hearing a voice, I'm not crazy. We probably all had a moment where we hear a voice and it feels like we're having a conversation right now, but there's nobody there. And I believe it was coming directly from God. And he said, he goes, it's crazy to me how you're looking around at the mountains, you're looking at Morocco, you're looking at Spain, you're looking at the water, you're looking at the sand, you're looking at all these beautiful things. And he goes, I didn't create any of those things in my image. I created you. Mm. You're not going to die and you're going to live. And you're going to tell all the works of the Lord. That shifted me to a point where I just felt like overwhelmed with the most amazing feeling of gratitude and love. And I think gratitude and love go together, right? Yeah. Because really loving yourself and being thankful. And if you don't have the ability to do that, 
you're never going to be healthy, number one, because all health starts right here. And so that moment on, it really positioned me into a place. I go back to that moment very often, and I think about how I was feeling, the things I was saying to myself, and getting what I did to get out of that and hearing that conversation. And it's something I carry with me a lot. I go back to it because we're all human. We wake up and sometimes you're just you're grabbing your phone first thing in the morning. I'm like, no, you put that down. You start telling all the reasons why you're thankful and why you're full of gratitude. So that's what I would tell you. That's uh, If you can ever anchor to a story or a moment in your life where you overcame something, I think it's pretty significant. I should get back to that place of gratitude. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Well, I'm, I'm, I've got a ton of vitamin G for both of you. Thanks for... Uh, Coming to Miami, <laughs> dude. To make this happen, year. dude. Thank you for inviting us, man. We, we got to do this again. This is insane. <laughs> this is the first yeah. Keto Camp podcast that we've done with three people in the studio. Ooh, first one. I love it. And, and I think we made it happen. Well, if you're listening on whatever podcast platform right now, you could watch the video interview on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash Keto Camp. You could see. Randy with his, uh, I don't know, 6% body fat, 46 years old, 49 years old. Barely hanging on, I'll be 50 this summer. Yeah, dude, you look great. And then uh, Rob, 52, was lean as well, and ripped. Like these guys are the epitome of what happens when you actually work on your metabolism. So thank you, gentlemen. We're going to put all of your resources down below. We'll definitely do this again. And thanks for those who watched and listened. Share it with somebody you know. Your body was built to be self-healing. Don't ever forget that. Go check out their website and their social media. And thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you love that conversation. They're awesome. I love those guys. That you know, we talk about vitamin G. They live it. They breathe it. They 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 feel it every day. Go check them out, thehappyhealthylife.com, and then go check out their social medias. We'll put it down below as well. Consider sharing this episode with a friend. If you found it valuable, post it on social media. Please consider leaving it a rating and review as well. And uh, yeah, I'm just very grateful you continue to show up and listen to the show. We've got some cool things coming up your way. And I really hope you loved today's conversation as much as I enjoyed uh, doing the conversation. So I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.